Welcome to the Freedom Revival, folks. I'm your host, Bruce Robertson, and we're here to revive freedom in America, which is being eroded every day. Please listen to my show, The Freedom Revival, that's broadcast here on AmericaOutloud.news. We offer you all the news the media doesn't want you to hear. You can find The Freedom Revival at AmericaOutloud.news forward slash The Freedom Revival or on Apple Podcasts. And when you get to Apple Podcasts, the app on your phone, uh, you can just search. There's a search button, a search uh, looking glass, and you can just search The Freedom Revival and you'll find my show. Now, as I usually do, I'm going to start off the show with a poignant quote. Uh, this quote is from H.L. Mencken, who said, The most dangerous man to any government is the man who is able to think things out for himself, without regard to the prevailing superstitions and taboos. Almost inevitably, he comes to the conclusion that the government he lives under is dishonest, insane, and intolerable. And so, if he's a romantic, he tries to change it. And even if he is not romantic, personally, he is very apt to spread discontent among those who are. Thanks for joining us today. Um, one of the things I like to, uh, lately I've been doing is uh, we run, uh, we look at the elections coming up. And I like to do a little countdown to elections. Do you know that it's 340 days to the 2024 elections? It's only 340 days, folks. It's less than a year away. What are we going to do to help revive freedom in America? We've got to act. We've got to take action. We've got to share information. And that's part of what we're doing here. And you can help, too. You can help the cause by sharing my show with your friends on social media and also just through conversations with people. Help people spread the news. Help us spread the news and uh, to affect these elections and bring back the America that we know and love. Now, for all the news the mainstream media doesn't want you to hear, uh, I'm going to start off this, the show here with um, with some of the top news items that uh, I've sifted through. I've done some curating. Uh, I do this every week. I've, I've done some curating of news items. First of all, a judge orders the FBI to turn over information from the laptop of homicide victim Seth Rich, who was a former DNC staffer. Remember Seth Rich? Seth Rich was found murdered in Washington, D.C., and the Capitol Police said it was a robbery. Yet he had with him his watch, his wallet, his credit cards. Nothing was robbed from him. He was shot. Nobody knows what happened. Capitol Police never found the murderer. Isn't that interesting? Unsolved crime in the Capitol. Uh, anyway, a judge has ordered the FBI to turn over information from Seth Rich's laptop. The judge has ordered the FBI to release information it has 
in connection to the laptop of Seth Rich, a former Democratic National Committee staffer who was fatally shot in Washington in 2016. Can you believe it's seven years ago? Let's see what comes out of that. DARPA reveals the lab origins of COVID. This is breaking news, okay? Newly unclassified DARPA documents confirm SARS-CoV-2 was created by EcoHealth Alliance at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, coordinated by Peter Daszak. It was designed to be deliberately virulent and humanized. So this is not just some lab leak. This is, this is created in a lab, and DARPA is confirming now under from declassified documents. Okay? <clears throat> now, one of the biggest pieces of news, also related to COVID, uh, comes from a, a substack recently uh i recently saw by peter halligan uh he's an expert in uh unpacking statistics and extrapolating the results um he said that best estimates using global government data reveal that there were are you sitting down that there were 20 million global deaths directly attributed to the covid vaccines 20 million. He also came to the conclusion through his unpacking of data, global data now from different governments, that serious adverse reactions were as many as 2.2 billion. 2.2 billion serious adverse reactions from the vaccines. So now the one-two punch. COVID was created in a laboratory and specially created to be extra virulent and humanized. Then the vaccine comes out and creates 20 million global deaths and 2.2 billion serious adverse reactions. This is beyond staggering, folks. You know, vaccines historically, typically, are pulled from the market when they have as few as 35 deaths. Okay, 35. I think the last one they pulled off the market, they had 35 deaths, and they scuttled the whole idea. They pulled it right off the market. Well, now we've got 20 million global deaths, according to uh, this uh, this uh, substack by Peter Halligan. Um, you can go to substacks and you can read it yourself. Can you appreciate the scale of this crime? If his numbers are anywhere near correct, the scale of this is staggering. And it's not over. You know, these numbers don't include the deaths due to bad hospital protocols, remdesivir, use of the ventilators when they should not have used ventilators. You know, almost 90% of the people that were on ventilators died. So did COVID kill them? Did the remdesivir kill them? Did the ventilators kill them? Did masks kill them? Did being locked up in their homes kill them? Did suicide kill them? Did, uh, you know, their failure to get uh, life-saving cancer treatments because of the lockdowns kill them? I mean, it doesn't include also, these numbers don't include future deaths. It doesn't include miscarriages. 
It doesn't include stillbirths from the vaccines. It doesn't include rapid increase in cancer deaths. Okay. And I said, you know, people who couldn't get their treatments, but there are other life-threatening diseases people couldn't get treatments for too. What about those people who died because of the lockdowns, because of the COVID, because of the, you know, the government shutdowns and the mandates? And it doesn't include the massive increases in heart issues and uh, injuries and immune deficiencies. Now, remember this, Anthony Fauci was closely involved in all this, closely involved, U.S. money went to fund the development of this disease. Lots of profits were made on the back end with the recommended treatments and protocols. And you know, suppression of early treatments like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin led to even more hospitalizations and deaths. You know, this stuff was suppressed. It was banned. Doctors were afraid to prescribe it because they were afraid they were going to get shut down. Pharmacies were refusing to fill prescriptions. I know, for example, that CVS was refusing prescriptions for hydroxychloroquine uh, if it was prescribed off-label. So, you know, off-label is when a doctor prescribes a drug. And by the way, they're allowed to do this legally. Uh, A doctor finds that a drug is effective for something other than what it was designed for. And they'll write a prescription for it because they think it's going to help the patient. Okay. All of a sudden, any off-label prescription for hydroxychloroquine was being denied by some pharmacies. And uh, ivermectin, forget about it. The FDA did a major hit piece on ivermectin, calling it horse paste. And, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, trying to ridicule people who used it by saying, you're not a horse. Why would you want to use it? Uh, You know. Tens of millions of hospitalizations could have been avoided with these drugs, and people would have been kept out of the hospital and probably had regained their health without all these additional expensive treatments that were sometimes life-threatening, like remdesivir, which we knew killed a lot of people, and, uh, you know, the ventilators, which we knew took a lot of people out as well. So, you know, remember that these drugs would have invalidated the very profitable vaccines. These drugs would have kept people from needing a vaccine. And all of those massively big pharma profits. So think about that, right? There's something going on here, and we know it, and we've barely scratched the surface, but the information's getting out. And now, uh, in a similar vein, here's another item. Former troops are suing the U.S. government for lost pay and benefits due to the Biden administration's military vaccine mandates. One of the lawyers who successfully brought down the anthrax vaccine spoke with Breitbart News and confirmed this. Attorney Dale Sarin, a retired Marine, and fellow attorneys Andy Meyer and Brandon Johnson are representing the former troops in three separate lawsuits that they plan to turn into a class action lawsuit on behalf of all service members who are either kicked out or illegally ordered to stop going to their military drills, resulting in loss of pay. This is worth billions. Uh, you know, the, the attorney said, 
It's worth billions. That's just flat out. That's what's in the that's just what's in the back pay. It's billions of dollars. Now, if you add harm to that or injury or uh personal suffering, uh, you know, it could it could really be a lot of money that the taxpayers on the hook for here, that the military is on the hook for, and then ultimately the taxpayer. These lawsuits were filed in the U.S. Court of Federal Claims, which attorney Sarin said is a specialized court where illegal discharges are heard. And that's, uh, as I said, that comes from Breitbart News. Here's a new thing. Uh, The New York Appeals Court has reinstated Governor Kathy Hochul's power to enforce quarantine camps. Quarantine camps. All right. Uh, Commentary says it allows the Department of Health in New York to pick and choose which New Yorkers they can lock up or lock down without any proof that you're sick, without any proof that you've been exposed to a communicable disease. There's no time limit either. So they could lock you up or lock you down for days or weeks or even months. There's no location restriction. They can put you in any facility they want to. And then once you're locked up or locked down, there's no procedure in this regulation that says how you get out of quarantine once you're in there. How about that? And I'm glad I left New York. People are leaving New York and California in droves. Texas sues Pfizer and Tris Pharma, T-R-I-S, Tris Pharma, for endangering children with an ADHD drug. Listen to this. The lawsuit alleges that both companies knowingly distributed a medication that failed to meet federal standards. Attorney General Ken Paxton states, Pfizer and Tris defrauded the state and endangered children. And he's referencing the knowingly substandard distribution of Quilivant XR. I guess that's the name of the drug, Quilivant. Uh, The lawsuit uncovers a disturbing scenario in the pharmaceutical industry where companies prioritize their profits over children's safety. This pivotal case puts Pfizer and Trist Pharma under scrutiny and could signal a shift toward greater accountability in the pharmaceutical sector. Now, that's that's an article that comes from uh, Epoch Times this week. Exposed. Bill Gates' relationship with convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein revolved around a global health investment fund. You know, so so uh, Bill Gates was introduced to Jeffrey Epstein and, through uh, some investment bankers, I guess, in New York, and they were setting up a global health investment fund where they could all profit from the um from the proceeds that would come from these uh pandemic lockdowns and so forth that's a little sketchy isn't it meanwhile we've got a convicted pedophile in the middle of it all now uh there was a debate last week um i saw it last week i don't know if it was actually last week it might have been the week before but uh there was a debate uh, on uh, it was called an IQ squared debate. Have you heard of these? They're kind of like TED talks. And they had a panel, 
and people would speak pro and con the topic matter. And the topic was, did Trump make America great again? And, um, you know, there were some people, including um, the father, I believe, of a uh, of a of a Muslim man who uh, was uh, arguing that Trump did not make America great again, but not very not very convincingly. This debate pretty much said it all. Here's what the the here's what the takeaway was anyway, after I saw it. The takeaway was, listen, Trump is far from perfect. And sometimes, you know, sometimes he's his own worst enemy. Okay. But at his core, he loves his country at least as much as he loves himself. (laughs) And that's what sets him apart and also completely enrages the political elite class that believes that they're entitled to rule over us, to enrich themselves at our expense. And um, they have nothing but disdain for working Americans. So that's why they prefer a growing underclass created and locked into poverty by Democrats, but beholden to them at the same time and beholden to their social programs for their survival. So this is the whole concept and theme of the dependency agenda. And we know that there is a dependency agenda in place and rolling on the American population since at least Lyndon Johnson and his uh, great society and his, uh, I call it the great plantation, honestly, because he, he tried to put more minorities on welfare than any other president or administration uh, in prior to him. And he expanded welfare and started paying uh, welfare mothers uh, more money if they didn't have a man around the house. So, of course, what that did was break up the inner city families and we know exactly what the results of that was uh, were in the in the 60s. So, you know, I'm not trying to make a Trump ad here, but rather it's an indictment against all those others who no longer love our nation or care about the people. So I, I just want people to think about that. Also this week, the January 6th footage has been released. And it's now been shown wildly, well, widely, <laughs> wildly. Yes, it's wild, and it's been it's being shown widely. Notice the timing of the release of this uh, J six footage. Notice the timing, and the footage shows no insurrection. Okay, there's no insurrection. People are just walking casually around the Capitol building. They're fist bumping the guards. The guards are escorting them around. And, um, you know, there's another thing, too, that that goes along with this timing of the J6 footage inside the Capitol. There's other footage that was released, new footage, that shows ghost buses. Ghost buses, you know what that is? That's a bus that where all the markings are, are blocked out, and you don't know where the bus comes from or who's on it, and the windows are, are uh, blacked out and everything else. And ghost buses full of FBI MAGA imposters, okay? These are FBI agents dressed up in costumes to uh, impersonate MAGA protesters. And these buses were rolled into Washington, D.C. So so the FBI rolled in all these agent provocateurs. That's what the term is, agent provocateurs. They're there to provoke, okay? Okay. And they're embedded in the crowd. 
and they're imposters. They're 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 dressed up in costumes to appear like they're part of the crowd, but they're not. They're used to infiltrate and incite in this uh, peaceful J6 crowd. Um, so think about that the simultaneous release, okay, of the J6 footage, and then the timing of the release of the of the uh, of the ghost buses, and I'll talk about that in a minute because uh, Clay Higgins was uh, was brought this up in Congress, and then also the judge's decision in several of these states now, uh, you know, they were trying to keep Trump off the ballot in like four or five states. Now, four of these states have, uh, you know, they've been overruled and uh, or the or the judges themselves have decided to allow Trump to stay on the ballot. So the the motions were overruled, saying that, you know, they were trying to say that that Trump wasn't eligible under the 14th Amendment. Of course, it's a uh, it's a it's a twisting of the 14th Amendment. You've got to do backflips to get the 14th Amendment to say what they were trying to make it say. All right. So here's what we've got. The bottom line is the jig is up on the insurrection story. Just like all the other leftist hoaxes, the phony impeachments, the Russia hoax, the steel doc, the steel uh, dossier, uh, all the phony charges used to steal the election and to try and block or prevent Trump from running again and winning. And, you know, that dovetails in with the COVID hoax and uh, the the use of COVID as sort of a fog of war to disguise their activities to create election fraud and steal the election. You know, everybody had to be masked up and locked down and they couldn't vote in person. So they needed, you know, uh, electronic or absentee voting. And, uh, you know, here we are with a stolen election. So. I'm going to offer this question. There's been some talk about impeachment of Joe Biden. So why would Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, why would he impeach a so-called president when that very motion would legitimize that Joe won the 2020 election fair and square? Why would we want to do that in light of all the recent evidence that the election was stolen? More and more, it's coming out. More and more. And you have people out there calling Speaker Johnson, you know, a deep state guy. He's not one of us because he's smart enough not to do something that would erroneously make Donald Trump look like the criminal the media falsely accuses him of being. No, no, we're not going to give them an inch, folks. This could very well be the right call to hold off on impeachment. I mean, we need everybody who was involved in the 2020 election fraud to go down. All of them. All of them. We want all of them tried for treason, subversion, and sedition. Don't we? I mean, if the impeachment went through and Joe Biden was charged with all those crimes he committed while fraudulently in office, if he was impeached while fraudulently in office, we would never see voter fraud prosecuted. And everybody else involved in the 2020 voter fraud case would never be indicted. Nobody would be arrested. 
and nobody would be tried for treason that they aided and abetted. These people that certified the election, they all participated in a fraud. I mean, they rushed through and certified this election, Pence and all the rest of them. And there's more to the election interference and subversion. Okay, there's more. I've got about a little over a minute left. But uh, there was a guy named Tony Sabruga, who was a wireless technology expert who tracked cell phones and devices for state and local law enforcement and the U.S. government, including the FBI and counterterrorism tax forces. He said, my partners and I have been lifetime data scientists. We own the digital ID of every mobile device, computer in the United States, and uh, we have indexed and archived every IP address in the world. Our extensive experience in big and deep data, including geotracking and geolocation, makes our dozens of data companies the top authority for providing data to corporations, law enforcement, and U.S. government agencies like the CIA, the NSA, the Department of Defense, the DIA, the NGA, the NRO, the FBI, all these alphabet soup agencies, as well as to Interpol and the foreign intelligence organizations. So there's a number of videos documenting these ghost buses, as well as a number of mostly nondescript Department of Justice vans that dropped off these ninja-wearing individuals that appear on other videos to have breached the Capitol. They were cutting fencing, they were removing barricades, opening doors, and other nefarious behaviors. Okay, and uh, this gentleman, Tony Savruga, he said, we also tracked the infamous J-6 pipe bomber from one of these vans. Later, they individually tracked him to a Virginia metro station uh, where a perfect capture of their vehicle license plate was made. The FBI has all this information. And shortly after they were alerted, however, he said, AT&T mysteriously, accidentally, quote unquote, corrupted that information and only that particular cell phone user's data. Imagine AT&T lost the information, corrupted it, it got corrupted. Uh, additionally, their mobile device, okay, these criminals, these FBI-induced criminals, uh, their mobile device was used hundreds of times before and after January 6th, and it was shown arriving in locations that require a key card to get into the Department of Justice and FBI parking garages and buildings. Those are the words of Tony Sabruga. Now, I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about Clay Higgins, but uh, um, stay with us, folks, and uh, stay with the Freedom Revival. We're going to take a pause for the cause to hear from some of our sponsors, and we'll be right back. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, 
viruses and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget OUTLOUD25 at checkout. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people.
America Out Loud.news. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to the Freedom Revival, folks. My name is Bruce Robertson. I'm your host to the Freedom Revival which is available on Apple Podcasts under the Freedom Revival. And it's also on the AmericaOutloud.news app and also on our website. So you can find us on AmericaOutloud.news. You can find us. We have a we have an app that, uh, that you can uh, pull up our shows on. So you can bring it with you on your mobile phone, listen to it in your car, or you can listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, the American AmericaOutloud.news and it's the Freedom Revival, okay? Listen to us there. And thank you for joining us. Thank you for coming back. And uh, I was discussing before the break, I was discussing uh, the J6 tapes that were released by uh, Speaker Mike Johnson. Finally, we see all the information that they didn't want us to see. Uh, all this stuff that they falsely accused uh, Trump of inciting an insurrection. And then you see the films, and there's no insurrection. And there's a bunch of feds running around the building. Well, think about that. Um, so in light of all that, uh, you know, and it turns out they were busing in infiltrators, agent provocateurs into the crowd. What's going on here? This sounds like a banana republic. I mean, they're trying to just, it's propaganda. Um, they didn't want people to see it. So um, you know, Congressman Clay Higgins has been on point with this. And he's been questioning uh, FBI chief at the time, uh, Christopher Ray, in relation to filling these ghost buses with FBI informants being brought to the Capitol. So I just so happen to have found a video of exactly what Clay Higgins is talking about. Um, there's also another point that's interesting. I happen to find out that uh, just this past week, Clay Higgins visited Mar-a-Lago and met with President Trump. So I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in that conversation. Uh, you know, he's got the, he's got the, the um, he's got, he's, he's on the right track with the fraud of J6 insurrection that they're trying to perpetrate against President Trump. Rep Higgins uh, describes and shows um, in this video, unmarked police vehicles, escorting suspected Antifa ghost buses to the Capitol. Um, and there's FBI agents involved and so forth. So we had Clay Higgins questioning Ray, Christopher Ray, about ghost buses. Um, and uh, we had a witness on January 6th who described those buses. He said people poured off these buses. I had a friend of mine who was boots on the ground. He said he saw people changing into MAGA hats, taking off their black clothing and putting on like patriotic gear and MAGA hats to uh, infiltrate the crowd. And he thought that was really strange. He saw them like off to the side, like doing this uh, during the uh, the beginning of the rally that was at the Capitol. Um, so. And then we have this from the alt news uh, blogger and uh excellent political analyst bioclandestine uh you can find him on uh, twitter he's uh he, he's he's been great but he said now we have the tapes proving january 6th 
was not the violent insurrection we were told it was. Let me enlighten you on what actually happened that day. Flashback to January 4th, 2021, Pence promised that he was going to hear the objections in evidence in reference to the massive irregularities in voter fraud in the 2020 election. You can see video of it online. I mean, you can pull up a video of Pence saying, I promise you, we are going to hear all the objections and evidence before we certify any elections. And then, of course, he went in and certified the election. Um, Pence never got to hear those electors air their objections or any of their evidence. The January 6th event at the Capitol, this is what uh, some people are saying now, that the January 6th event, that chaos that happened, that that turned loose down there with the FBI involved in, in instigating it and inciting it, was the means used by Pence to justify not giving electors their hearing in Congress. You see, everybody had to disperse. Everybody had to, they had to clear out the Capitol. They couldn't hear. They couldn't hear the cases that the electors wanted to make saying that there was election fraud. Pence claims that the acts by Trump and his supporters were so heinous that he just went ahead and certified the election the next day. Are we supposed to believe that? He didn't do his job, folks. He didn't do his job. Somebody either got to him or he's been in that position all along and they were just waiting to flip the switch with uh, Mike Pence. Or maybe they have some blackmail information against him. We we know that uh, Epstein and his uh, his his dirty little team and uh, have been busy filming and gain, gathering information on people in government. And uh, we don't know who's on the list because Epstein's client list has still not been released. Well, now, now that we have the January 6th tapes, it's clear this event was facilitated and coordinated by elements within our own government. And the evidence of this was intentionally withheld from the American people in order to continue perpetuating this massive lie. You witnessed an, an insurrection, okay, on January 6th, 2021. You witnessed the insurrection, but it wasn't by Trump supporters. It was by establishment politicians. It was by elements within the intelligence community. It was by state-controlled mainstream media outlets who coordinated to generate, escalate, and exaggerate the situation in order to avoid electors airing their objections, in order to certify a stolen election. You witnessed treason and war waged on the American people. That's what you witnessed. That's what happened on January 6th. Our nation was stolen from us by corrupt elements within our own government. And all the hatred, discrimination, censorship, and vitriol toward Trump supporters, all of it was based on a lie. You best start believing in Orwellian dystopias, folks because you're living in one. Now, uh, I happened to be out for dinner 
last week, right before the holiday. And I happened to run into uh, a familiar face. Um, a guy by the name of Roger Stone. And Roger's always been a colorful and interesting individual. And I've always enjoyed my conversations with him. And it's always nice to see him. He's always very, very cordial and says hello. And, and uh, we have a nice conversation. And uh, anyway, we also ran into Katie Hopkins. If you haven't seen Katie Hopkins uh, podcasts, you gotta you gotta watch her on uh, Twitter and uh, uh, Twitter X, and also on Instagram. Katie Hopkins is a complete hoot. She is so funny. She's a British lady who uh, does these short little videos about all the monkey business and craziness that's going on. The stuff that just doesn't make any sense, and she lampoons it like no one else. Uh, Katie Hopkins. So anyway, um, we had a nice little conversation, Katie and Roger and myself and a friend. And uh, I saw that Roger came out this week and uh, he had a, he had a, a program. And Roger's, Roger said that Lyndon Johnson killed John F. Kennedy in order to become president in adherence with the military industrial complex. Well, that doesn't really surprise me, knowing what a criminal uh, Lyndon Johnson was and all the things that he's done to destroy our country and knowing how badly he wanted to be president. But, uh, you know, Roger had a specific, a very unique position because he had a relationship with Richard Nixon. And uh, Roger said this the other day. He said, when I asked Nixon point blank, I said to him, so, Mr. President, let me ask you a question. Who really killed John Kennedy? And Nixon stared into his martini and said, well, Dallas. Stone said, I'm sorry, sir. I don't understand. Nixon said, let me put it to you another way. Lyndon and I both wanted to be president. The difference was that I wasn't willing to kill for it. Isn't that interesting? So when Robert Kennedy says that the CIA did it, he's not wrong. Robert Kennedy, RFK Jr. says the CIA did it. He's not wrong. When Sam Jean's daughter said the mob did it, she's not wrong. Everybody had their own interests, okay? But Johnson had his own unique relationship with each of those factions. And we can't preclude his involvement in the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Uh, 84 hours after JFK's death, Lyndon B. Johnson took over the presidency and he's already greenlit the Vietnam War and expanded it. Okay. So, he already had his agenda ready to go, probably before Kennedy was assassinated. So I think there's a strong case to be made that the CIA, the Mossad, the Bush crime family, you know, you know, uh, George H.W. Bush was there, too. He was in Dallas that day, and he was uh, uh, and he was already uh, involved with the CIA back in then. He wasn't the head of the CIA at that point. But he was already involved in the CIA, and he got promoted. Okay. Uh, 
So the Bush crime family, Lyndon Johnson, the mafia, the mob, other intelligence agencies, and probably a secret society or two, all had their hand in eliminating JFK. So who do you think is the most responsible for the death of one of America's most honored presidents? Information's coming out. Trump said he was going to release all that information. Maybe uh, when he when he comes back into office, we may see some pretty um, some pretty uh, interesting declassifications. So, what's the solution, folks? What needs to be done? Here's my solution. Here's my suggestion for a solution. First of all, we have to handle handle the voter fraud. There's just too much evidence. And it's not being heard properly. You know, the courts keep on batting these cases down, but they're not reviewing the evidence. You know, the left says, well, they, they rejected the evidence. No, they didn't reject the evidence. They didn't even review the evidence. These cases are being dismissed for standing, okay? In other words, you know how difficult it is to mount a case against the government for election fraud? I mean, you have to prove that you've actually been harmed. And what really is the harm, aside from the fact that, you know, the the the, the president that gained election by fraud is ruining the country, aside from the fact that he's raising our taxes and creating runaway inflation and, uh, you know, all these uh, these policies and and laws being passed and executive orders that are killing us here and favoring our enemies like the Chinese, okay, uh, and getting us into wars that we don't want to be. Aside from that, no, we're not being harmed at all, okay? But go to court and try and prove that you're being harmed, and the court will generally reject your case. You can't say that there's election fraud and you've been harmed. The only person that can really claim that they've been harmed is the person that didn't get elected as a result of the fraud. So we have a very picky system in terms of elections, but we have a very wide open system in terms of political eligibility. Now, I did a show a little while ago based on uh, about the natural born citizen clause in, the, in Article 2 of the Constitution. And I'm not going to get too deep into it because you can go back and find that show uh, to see, you know, it was the first show, I believe, in this series. And it was, you know, do our presidents have what it takes? Do the presidential candidates have what it takes? And to be a natural born citizen of the United States. I'm going to say it right here, folks. And I, I defy anybody to debate me on this. Okay, anybody. I don't care if you're the head of the Constitutional Law Department at Harvard University. Bring it. Okay. Our founding fathers were influenced to create this clause in the Constitution called the Natural Born Citizen Clause, all right? They're not vetting our, our, our presidential candidates properly, according to the Constitution. It says anybody except someone present at the signing of this Constitution or a natural born citizen of the United States. Now, a lot of the people that signed the Constitution, a handful of them anyway, were born in the United States. They were born on the soil. 
so they weren't natural born citizens otherwise they would have said a natural born citizen instead they said someone present at the signing of the constitution or a natural born citizen of the united states now what do they mean by that term it's a term of art right where did they get the term from i'll tell you exactly they got the term from a political philosopher who wrote a book in the mid-1700s called The Law of Nations. And his name was Emmerich de Vattel. And Vattel's book was so popular among political scientists of the 1700s in that era that anybody who wanted to set up a constitutional republic referred to that book as their reference source. And they even taught it in the universities. Like several universities that were already open in the 1700s in the United States, like William and Mary and Harvard, and the College of New Jersey, which became Princeton, okay, they were already teaching the law of nations. So anybody who studied political science or political philosophy learned the law of nations. And that book had a word, had a term in it called the natural born citizens. And who were they and what they were defined as? And, uh, you know, of course, it was written in French, French, and it was translated into English. The term that Emmerich de Vital used was les naturels. Okay, les naturels, the naturals. The naturals in English became the natural born citizens. And uh, a natural born citizen is three words, natural, born, and citizen. Natural means that you, you attain your citizenship naturally. In other words, you inherit it through your parents. So in order to inherit something, your parents have to have it first, right? So if you inherit your citizenship through your parents, your parents have to be citizens, right? Think about that. So natural is someone who inherits something naturally. It's not man-made. It's not artificial. It's not created by an act of Congress. It's not created by some man's law. It's a natural right to citizenship. Okay, that's why they use the word natural. It's a natural right to citizenship. You inherit it from your parents. Got it? Okay, so natural. Born. The second word is born. Born refers to the place of birth. Now, where are you born? You're either foreign born or you're born here, right? So, born means born here, or it's the place of your birth. In this case, it's here. And citizen is the status conferred upon you one way or another by the government, by your, your, uh, your governing authorities. So, to be a natural born citizen... You have to have three things going for you. You have to be naturally a citizen through your parents, through both parents. And that's what Emmerich de Vittel said in his book, The Law of Nations. The, the naturals, the natural born, are the naturals are the ones whose parents are citizens, parents being plural. So when the founding fathers put natural born citizen in article two of the constitution they all knew what it meant it meant that somebody had to be born on the soil of the nation to two citizen parents now apply that standard of measurement against all the current candidates running and you'll see that some are glaringly in violation of that i'll let you figure out who they are but that's been the case with several before in fact we had a president who was not a natural-born citizen of the United States. Now, that president violated the law by serving as president. So that doesn't set a precedent as president. What that does, I mean, you know, that's like saying, you know, if I got away with murder, 
then murder would be be legal because I set a precedent where I got away with murder. No, that's not the way it works. Okay. You don't set a precedent by breaking the law. Let's get that straight. Okay. Some people say, well, he, he did it so we could do it. Well, no, that's not the way it works, folks. Not the way it works. But we've got a couple of couple of candidates now that the Republican Party has invented. So it's on both sides. Both parties are uh, derelict in their duties in vetting the president candidates, the candidates for president. So we've got Ramaswamy. He's not a natural born citizen. We've got Nikki Haley, who's not a natural born citizen. We've got Ted Cruz coming up that says he might uh, he might decide to run now. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with Ted? You know, it, listen, Ted's done some fine things in his career. He's uh, he's 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 been great as a senator. I think mo- for the, on balance, he's been a good senator. But Ted Ted Cruz is born in Saskatchewan, Canada. Okay, and his father wasn't a citizen when he was born there. His father was a Cuban citizen when he was born there. He was a Cuban national. So let's not pretend that Ted Cruz is a natural-born citizen, all right? I know he's on our team, but let's face it, we have to adhere. If we either have a rule of law or we don't have a rule of law. If we don't have a rule of law, then let, you know, the the children of Osama bin Laden be, be president. I mean, you know, let's say Osama bin Laden had a girlfriend in the United States and he had a baby here. Under those uh, loose, uh, loosey-goosey uh, circumstances, any child of uh, uh, of a foreign national born on the soil here could be president of the United States. That's not what the founders intended. That's not at all what the founders intended in Article 2. So, okay. So now that I've got that off my chest, I want to tell you that what we saw on J6 and what we saw with the J6 commission hearings with Liz Cheney, okay, and all those people up there. I, I I don't even want to say the word that I'm thinking. Has anybody looked up the penalty for treason? Okay. Has anybody looked up the penalty? You know what the penalty for treason is? It's still on the books, folks. Let's just say it's the opposite of life. So there's enough evidence of treason, sedition, subversion, political coup, election fraud, lying to the American people, false propaganda. There's enough evidence now. And not only for the on the election, but with COVID, uh, with the Russia hoax, with all these involvements with the CIA, with Hillary Clinton, with her emails, with her destruction of her, with her private email server, with uh, Barack Obama and all the, you know, side stuff that he's done and all the things that are coming out about him now with his, with his chef and what's going on there with, with cosmic pizza. I mean, all who, whoever thought that, that, that cosmic ping pong or or pizza gate would be back in the news. I mean, uh, I was hoping it would come back in the news because I think that stuff happened. But uh, now it's back in the news, and none other than Elon Musk is talking about it. But anyway, there's enough evidence now that uh, we just might need to sharpen the guillotines, okay? With January 6th, 
now proven to be an undeniable hoax, I think people are going to increasingly ask all the important questions. And I'm beginning, I'm asking them now. I've been asking them all along, but people kind of ignore it. You know, people say, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. I don't know what happened. I don't understand. Watch the videos. Watch the videos. Okay. If the Democrats won fair and square in this election, why would they risk everything to fake it? Listen, we're seeing all this stuff happen. We're seeing all these things repeat themselves, and I uh, history repeats itself all the time. The Spanish-American philosopher George Santayana said, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it, and only the dead have seen the end of war. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Revival, folks. I'm your host, Bruce Robertson, and remember, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Take care. And thanks for listening.